It is no secret to regulars of the show that I am what we in the business refer to as a coward. Uh, that means that when it comes to horror games, I just no, absolutely not. That isn't to say that I'm entirely off the idea of horror games, but very particularly I, I have a type, as I'm sure we all do. I love cosmic horror, I love third-person horror games, and I love ones that lean a little bit more into the action side of it, or that lean more into the bizarre. Not often a person who likes jump scares and things like that, but there is one series that I will make a small exception for, and that is Resident Evil. Now, I won't entirely make, you know, full exceptions for it. Resident Evil 7, I didn't touch. I, I played, you know, five minutes of it, got to a point where I was a bit too scared to turn around, and then didn't play it anymore. But Resident Evil 8 has lent back a little bit more into the, the sort of classic action-style roots of its predecessors. After Resident Evil 2, the games got more and more bonkers, I think is the best way to put it. Right up until arguably the best entry in the series, Resident Evil 4. Now, Resident Evil 8 felt like it was trying to recapture that, but the fact that it did it in a first-person setting meant that I was immediately turned off from it. I love the look of the game, I love the style, and I can see why it works in first-person, but it's just not for me. If you're like me, and experience a severe cowardice, shall we say, then the latest version of Resident Evil 8, Resident Evil Village Gold Edition, will finally allow you to escape the clutches of first person uh, and play as Ethan Winters from a third person perspective with some caveats. So let's first of all talk about the Gold Edition itself. This doesn't just add the third-person mode, this is a full version of the game. It is available on um, obviously all major platforms, I've been playing this on PlayStation 5 myself, um, but the Golden uh, Gold Edition includes uh, you know the usual sort of extras that you get, but does also include the Winter's Expansion uh, and all of the additional mercenaries content that comes with it. Now the first and probably biggest uh, part of this is, or at least for me personally, is the third person mode to the main game. This was the main reason I wanted to get this as soon as it launched, because it meant I finally didn't feel too cowardly to play the game. And you know what? It really does help. It helps being able to not be too directly into the action. And I know that's a little bit counter to the way that some people would want to play it, but for me personally, it's an absolute relief because just having that slight eye behind you feels so much better. Just having that slight disconnect, you know. Um, it means that some scenes don't have the same impact, which isn't great in terms of storytelling. Uh, obviously, if this were designed around the third-person perspective, it would probably be fine. But it's designed with first-person in mind, so I can give it a little bit of breathing room there. Um, but even then, there are some points where the game will default back to uh, cutscene-style segments where it will zoom back into first-person perspective. In this instance, uh, I find myself sort of slightly shying away from the screen. Admittedly, there were a few of the story beats that I'd already known, because well, I've seen the game in action plenty of times before. Who hasn't by this stage? But, you know, I, I just kind of... Ooh, I don't really want to look, because I know what's coming. But, either way, the first-person perspective is only there for some small parts of it. You will be playing the majority of the game in third-person. And if that's your bag, then go for it. It works really well. Uh, it's a little 
little bit jarring in some places, but aside from that, it is well built. A lot of care and attention's obviously been put into making sure it works in third person. However, it's the other two parts that a lot of people are more interested in. Admittedly, the third person mode is, is just a, a me thing, I think. It's, it's more something that I'm excessively excited for. But the Winter's expansion puts you into the boots of uh, Ethan Winter's daughter, Rose. This expansion sees you revisiting some sort of familiar parts of the game. However, it takes place on a more, shall we say, subconscious level. Rose has been plagued by her powers her whole life and is going back to find a cure, in essence. You will meet a mysterious character uh, who will help you along your way. You will meet familiar foes and friends who've become foes. Look, the point is that you will retread some old ground in a nice new way. This is purely third person though. This is an experience that has been built with third person in mind as well, so unlike the Winter's Expansion's uh, sort of other parts, unlike the third person version of it, you know, this, this was actually built with third person in mind, and it works out brilliantly. There have been a few people I've noted already that have said that they're not overly keen on it, that it feels jarring, or that it feels uh, a bit disjointed in places, but I feel like it's leaning more into the, the the parts of it that make it work. It doesn't focus too heavily on the horror aspect of it, but more the psychology and also the puzzle-solving aspect of it. We, we need so much more of the puzzle-solving aspect of it, because that's what makes Resident Evil great. That and the weird storylines with all sorts of wild stuff going on. But anyway, the point is that the Winter's Expansion is a fun little diversion, and it continues the story quite well. Again, some people aren't overly keen on the pacing of it and things like that, and I can understand why, um, but I feel like it's an experience that plays differently to the main game, and I suppose in its own way adds a little bit of extra challenge. On top of that, you do also get to play around with some of the powers that have been given to Rose as well. How is this going to play out for the future of Resident Evil? You'll have to play it to find out. What I do know is that that is only one part of the rest of the expansion, because if you are a fan of the Mercenaries mode, you will have the chance to play as some cracking new characters in that. Uh, first and foremost, Chris Redfield. You'll be able to dive in there with his meaty fists and punch everything in sight. You will also have an arsenal of pretty powerful weapons at your disposal. Uh, if that's not your bag, if you fancy somebody a little bit more on the um, the gritty side, then why don't you you step into the boots of the Metal Mancer himself uh, and, and take on the challenges posed to you by, well, actually... Not one of the villains, because in this place you can play as two of the main villains of the game. Now I'm afraid if you were hoping to play as the, um, the, the joyous, the wonderful Moreau, then I've got some disappointing news for you. You can't. Moreau is, I know, such a wonderful, lovely, heartfelt fella, but no. No Moreau in here. You will, however, be able to play as two of the, 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 the most loved characters from the game. Uh, first and foremost, Lady Dimitrescu herself will be there. You will be all claws to hand 
Um, but Heisenberg is also there with his big hammer and his his metal bending skills to the hand. I I don't know. I I love mercenaries mode. I love the direction this is going in. Is it a bit too bonkers? I don't know. Is the honest answer. But I love the way that they're just trying something different. They're giving you the chance to play as a, a nine foot tall vampire or a man who can shoot metal just using telekinesis. And you know what? Sure, that's what Resident Evil has always been famous for: is doing stuff that's a little bit silly. And I'm down for it.